0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, But some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart, Hear Me, See Me podcast. Uh, Today's our 50th edition, and I thought I'd better get a a very special guest for our 50th edition. It's... um, Someone who's a backbone of Haircuts Famous and uh, behind every great man and all that. Uh, not that I'm a great man, but um, it, she's been mentioned a lot on the podcasts be- previously with people who have attended any of our sessions, and they know the great work that she does. And she's she's sort of like behind the scenes most of the time. Um, and so today, I'd like to introduce my sister Belinda Hernandez. Hello,
1: hello, good morning. <laughs>
0: Now I, you are my sister, and I've just given you the wrong surname because you are, in fact, Melinda Lorenzo Hernandez. I am. That right? Yes,
1: <laughs> but your is not here. <laughs> yeah,
0: he'd tell me off. My brother-in-law would tell me off because his full name is Lorenzo Hernandez. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's a bit odd. This you know, it's very odd stuff. <laughs> you know, what I mean, but uh, you've been talked about so much in previous uh, episodes and that, and I thought. People might like to get to know, you know, you, the person who's who's not always in front of the camera as much. You're often behind the camera taking all the pictures and everything. Um, But we've actually worked for my whole working life ever since I had a business and I had a salon for 30 years. And you've worked with me all that time, haven't you? You know, and uh, is it fair to say we've never had an argument?
1: No, we've never had. I've just done that. When it's a bad, bad idea
0: or something like that, I just don't answer. You. <laughs> yeah, I get, this, I get the silent treatment. I go, like, Ben, I've had a great idea. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I think, and I think, hmm, maybe that's not such a good idea after all. <laughs> so, you know, 30 years in business is a long time. And so, even though everyone sort of presumes you're a hairdresser as well, um you, you've you 've got a real knowledge of the industry purely on the fact that you 've always worked behind the scenes and you know what makes a salon on tick um, have you seen the industry change over the years
1: mm. um, I would say i don 't really know how to answer that question to be honest
0: well um, it, it, i know that actually that could be a a loaded question because obviously. A lot's happened over over the time, but um, I think I was meaning more the fact that um, what's happened on the high street. Because if you go back to when we was open nineteen eighty
1: eight,
0: packed.
1: Yeah, it was a bit busy salons. Uh, We had to have staff. What was on uh, two different uh, shifts at one yeah. point, um, and there was always people uh, waiting for a, an appointment, all of that type of thing. There was a lot of footfall across uh, where we was, at, in both salons, really. The Stamford, not so much, but the Coringham was. But it, as doing off with the uh, online shopping and all of that type of thing, you don't, not necessarily for the hairdressers, the other shops in the high street, um, they're not getting the footfall how they used to. And with the big uh, supermarkets and big shopping centres, I think it's made a big effect on, on a lot of things, to be honest.
0: I mean, you know, I, we we were uh, like a victim in a high street in a way. I don't know how I worked victim, but, you know, it was one of those things that we were like mini salons.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: who the landlord doubled the rent, um... It was already a struggle. I was probably already—I should know better—but I was probably already trying to keep it going just purely because we'd invested 25 years of our life at that point, and you know how much we—you know—I went, I sort of borrowed money to keep it open and all that. Um, I think it's a worrying time, isn't it? Because uh, you know, along came COVID as well. We by then we we were already we'd already closed our business.
1: Yeah, it's two years today. Um, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it came up on my memories two years today because I was on holiday. Two years today, is it? Today, yeah, it's the 10th of November. Don't want to do a doom and gloom, but it was, it's actually two years today. So it seems a long, long time ago now, to be honest.
0: Wow. And that, that that's two years today I've done that sort of yes. strange video. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: When I. I was having a mate. To be honest, people don't know. I was having an absolute breakdown at that point. I I could understand it. Yeah, I was trying to cling to the business. People, if they know us, they know how strongly we, how tight we are together, and and how much we rely on each other. I suppose. Mm. Um, and, And the fact that you was not in the country at such a delicate time, and to explain what happened was the. We already knew it was going to have to close because he, the landlord wouldn't back down. No. And then we got this email saying or a, a message to say that he, on Monday morning he was going to be uh, putting a for sale board out at the front of the building. Yeah. And at that point we hadn't had a chance to tell the staff or the customers.
1: Yeah.
0: So what we ended up doing, I just made a call, phoned you in Tenerife, didn't I, and said, Look,
1: yeah,
0: I think it's not fair for the staff to just walk in and see a for sale sign. I'm going to have to pull them together and tell them that, that you yeah. know, this is the end of the road, and um, awful day, awful day, uh, like, and that it was so emotional, pulling them all together, and then I think if you'd have been there, you'd have <laughs> just stopped me doing it, but I'd done this video of, you know, turning off the lights for the last time, you know, and um, having said that, it did it did help a lot of people, because we got so many messages after, didn't we?
1: Yeah,
0: of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what? positive messages, people in the same boat saying, look, we, we now, you know, very on the surface successful businesses that, that messaged me privately and said, look, we're living from quarter to quarter. We know how we know what you're going through and, or what you've been through. So I, I think it did inadvertently help a lot of people, um, that, that embarrassing video. Um, it wasn't
1: embarrassing. You were just doing it from the heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that. That (laughs) it was was odd one, wasn't it? Because we it was that day the salon closed, and that night was the first viewing on. uh, I think it was on the X Factor of the National Lottery advert that featured haircuts for homeless. Yeah. So it was the ultimate high and the ultimate low, Mm.
1: um,
0: and we got in under. I just my phone went. Off, it went off the hook because one minute everyone's phoning saying I can't believe you've closed yeah. the next minute I've just seen you on x-factor just in the advert just in the advert and I had to just close my phone I had to turn everything off for 24 yeah. hours yeah. Um, what 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 was that time like I mean it's both but what was it like for you at that point
1: I was heartbroken I know that, like, it needed to, the, it made a decision that we were sort of trying to avoid, um, but to, when, when I come back off holiday, I always remember it because I come to the salon, which I had to do, and it was all closed, and I got there before you. And it was, it was heartbreaking because, as you say, like 30 years of, of working together, Mm. And it just was stopped overnight, you know. It was bad enough being on holiday because that that day that you phoned me and we said, like, it's got to be today, you've got to close today at the end of the day, today. (laughs) I had a dinner party planned for that evening with all our friends out in Tenerife, and um, it was very difficult (laughs) to put on a smile. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, it's... I think yeah, the word is heartbreaking because you, you know your whole life was revolved around the salon. What I know, mine was, and all the family was. You know,
0: yeah. Even going now, all right. Let's 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 change tack before we both <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, but like you said, our whole family and we're, you know I've got to, I've I've got to talk about our dear old dad. Um, who <laughs> yeah. I mean that was his birthday recently when it, he would have yeah. been. 85, I 85, think. Yeah. yeah, he died when he was 71. He was yeah. a massive part of the salon when you was. know. He
1: all, the cl- all the clients still remember him when I put things up for Father's Day, good old job, yeah. all of that type of thing. Like some of the yeah. clients that I've still got as friends on Facebook. Yeah, so he was, he was a character. And it, uh, yeah, it, he just was so proud of your salon. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: It's very interesting because he wasn't very proud of me being a hairdresser. He was, a <laughs> he, was a he was an army man, and uh, I come home and sit down for a hairdresser, and he was very, very disappointed. I remember that I,
1: he said, "What am I going to tell people?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, what am I going to tell my mates?" <laughs> and then he, he spent three say. weeks calling me a barber. <laughs> he thought that was more macho.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so in one way, although we loved him dearly with, you know, I know me personally, I'd love him to still be here uh, with with all the different changes in our in our family lives, you know, that he hasn't been able to experience. But I think in one way, looking back, it was good that he wasn't. Yeah. Because I think he would have really found it hard, harder than us. Yeah. To deal with, I think.
0: So. I think, um I mean, the, the last thing he ever did for me was, was you know, like when he was when he was uh, when he was dying, actually, because we nearly took on the big building next door yeah. in that massive, like, it would have been a massive three story building, and we was I was <coughs> let go. We, we really was right on the wire of it. We was all but signed the lease, yeah. And um, there was just a last minute glitch about some asbestos they found or something. It was a little tiny thing that, that was just holding it off and then when he was dying with when he had leukemia and he was in the hospital I was, just couldn't face it and um I think you know I just said look we've got I'm I'm pulling out I don't I can't face this all at the same time and you know that that was I looked back I think thanks dad because that's the last <laughs> thing I'd have had that round my neck as well and uh, I don't think we you know right. Uh, mm-hmm. It wouldn't have even lasted as long as it did, I don't think. But um, on a positive note, what happened really was that um, I think it's – because it must – if that's six years ago today that the salon closed, it must be this weekend that – sorry, two years, but it it must be this weekend that Haircuts for Homeless is six years old, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: think it might be Sunday. Yeah, that's what we
1: worked it
0: out. Yeah. So – and a positive note that, that good comes out of bad is that um we got to a point where sort of after three years it was um you was helping me at that point you was we had the sun on so I was out there doing it all. Um we had um you was doing a lot of this behind-the-scenes stuff because you was in salon, so you'd be doing it in salon and, 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 you know, taking care of the bookkeeping for it and all the admin. Um, but what this, this sort of led us to do was when the salon closed and finished, that uh, you you could come on board and help me full-time. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, and I, I know, I mean, you can clarify, but I'm sure that as much as Haircuts Ram has helped me through... Uh, the end of that business and that part of our life I know it gave you something new to focus on as well
1: oh, it, 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 it did it was my saviour to be honest because once the salon um, closed um, I was made redundant like all the rest of the staff
0: sorry about that <laughs>
1: that's alright <laughs> <laughs> you know my thoughts on that um, but it was the first time I had to sign on I've yeah. never been there before, and it was really funny because the lady who I used to have to go to see once every two weeks, she was such a nice lady, and the, the the good first few visits, I couldn't even talk to her, I was so upset about it all that I just couldn't even speak to her, so she used to just sign me off <laughs> and say, see you in two weeks, and like after a couple of months because you like you could do that for six months and after a couple of months um, like my mum was saying to me why does, hasn't she sent you for any jobs <laughs> I said no <"Nah." laughs> I think the lady probably thought it's not even no point because the lady is not in a good place, you know, at the moment. Um and I hated feeling like that because that wasn't that wasn't me. So when I got more involved, was able to get more involved with haircuts for homeless, um, it gave me a different direction and a positive one. Um and with the 30 years in the salon, and even though I was in the office a lot of the time. I used to enjoy chatting to the clients as well as the staff. I used to feel like their mum a lot of the time. But it was nice to speak to different people, different clients. You got to know them over the years. So I've been able to do that again because with the homeless people, I like to talk to them, although I really, really miss being able to shake the hand because when I first started with you going out to the centres, I always used to introduce myself. Um, and ask what their name was because I think a lot of the time if they're on the streets, nobody is really interested in what their name is and all of that. And they don't have that sort of contact with another human being or anything. So I used to quite like to shake their hands, ask ask them what their name is and introduce myself, where now with the pandemic, you're unable to do that. So that is one thing that I do miss. But definitely with being able to help more with Haircuts
0: for Homeless, it's gave me a different direction and a better one, I think, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I see it as something that um, it's almost you just, um, you, you turn that role into the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it is very similar, it's,
0: isn't it? it? You know, like you was always the mother hen at a salon. You mm. was always like clients used to come to you with problems. Oh, you used yeah. To, staff used to, and sometimes staff used to, <laughs> couldn't stand your guts because you tell them what to do. But the next thing, they'd be saying, oh, Blink, can you help me with this? Can you help me yeah. with this? Yeah. You know, it's often not work-related. You're always, like, you know, there for people. Yeah. And, and I think you've taken that role because we've got 67 groups across the UK and you've, uh, you know, we, we're just about, we, we, we're getting them all going again. But, but so many of the groups, is like they know... That you're the person to go. <laughs> <laughs> Not me.
1: Yeah, you don't get an answer from Stuart. You have to wait. Yeah, yeah. Contact me first, and then I, then I, then I'll uh, get you to make sure yeah. that you answer, or or vice versa. But yeah, I think a lot of them as well. There's so many. Yeah, I've got all the WhatsApps on my phone, so my phone is on silent. That you tell me off sometimes because I miss calls and all that because I don't hear them. Um, but I think. It's nice to have that contact with all the the groups, and a lot of them now that I've been able to meet quite a few of them now, uh, the project, the team leaders, and the volunteers, that I feel like I've made a lot of new friends as well. So you know, that's that's I think that's a good thing, and that's what I thrive on. I you know I enjoy enjoy being with people, and when when I was first. Didn't have a job anymore. I did feel quite closed in indoors. You know, I wasn't used to being at home so long. So now I do enjoy going out and about and meeting different people and the different centres as well. It's interesting because they're not all the same, so I find it no. interesting.
0: I mean, you've you've been you've been really important in in because we work well together. Because I'm a bit like. I think we work, we work from different parts of the brain because I, I, I'm i like not off and running and, 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 you know, I've got all these ideas and I and, and I sort of say, yeah, we figure it out as you go along. But you're like the other side that's like, come on, we need a plan, we need to sit down, we need to list yeah. we need to do this, this, and this. And I think that's why we work well together because it's that, um, it, 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 I don't know, it's a great blend, you know. Yeah. I, I know you, and I, I often, I... It's a good thing, and I, I often I get a little WhatsApp message saying, "I, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but so and so's messaged." <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, right, oh, yeah, and I go, yeah. and I quickly do it, and then I go, "Yeah, I've done that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you wait
1: for a little pat on
0: the back. <laughs> yeah. I want a little pat on the back that like my dad used to when he used to a
1: job.
0: I used to go in the back door and open up and then he'd be in there already and he'd cleaned all the salon and he'd be standing there all proud. <laughs> you
1: know.
0: With his socks and his sandals. Yeah, yeah he socks his sandals and he'd go like, oh, that place looks nice, Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be nice for him to come in, it. <laughs> I always want my pat on the back, whatever I do. I think
1: everybody does. Sometimes it is nice, even though some people, I find it a bit difficult to receive a bit of praise. But
0: yeah. I don't know. It's just me, but I think any everybody, it's nice to have a little bit of praise now and again. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's uh, it's best not to crave it, but you can't no, deny no. the fact that it, it helps. Yeah. It, it definitely helps. You know, um, yeah. I just um, yeah, I think that's an insecurity thing. I, I've, I've, I used to struggle a lot more with that, um, but part of them going through recovery and things, you get you learn to accept um, praise a bit better. Um, because you can you can make people feel uncomfortable, can't you? If you you know, yeah. I, someone's yeah. explained to me once that you treat it as a gift. If a little child come and give you a gift, you wouldn't mm. say oh, no, 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 I don't want that. Mm. You go, oh, thank you very much. You know, you wouldn't want not upset this little, yeah. little child. And yeah. if you if you think of it like that, uh, you know, it's just thank. Oh, thanks, that's nice. Thank you. You know, um, but uh, you've you've been met, and as I say, you've been mentioned quite a lot. I've listened to. The, I mean, always really. I, I leave it a little while, then I listen to the podcast. Uh, back and you, you've been mentioned quite a lot you know on it so people do see the value and there was one we was on a zoom call to Sonota yesterday weren't we yeah we was yeah yeah and I, me- I mentioned that story of the lady who um, we we was at the at the refuge in London and she sort of kept going to go in, didn't she? was there for a couple of hours and she kept going to come in and she couldn't come in. Only a young girl, wasn't she? And the lady who was running it said to me, she's, I'm not sure she'll come in cause she's been, she's had a terrible time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I'm not sure she'll come in, but I think she does want it cut. And she had that great thick hair, didn't she? That lovely thick black hair. And, um, you know, like she sort of came in and I, I, she sort of edged in the, I saw her sort of edge in the door and then I saw you straight away have a little chat and say, if you think be all right, if you do want it done, you know, mm. Stuart will do it and it, you know, and I'll, I'll stand with you if you want. And mm. we've got some great images by the lovely Jack Ames, the photographer was there with us that day. Yep. And he's got that beautiful image of you just holding that girl's hand. And you, yep. you held her hand the whole time, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she had a firm grip on my hand as well, you know, it was, it, you could really feel that she really needed that I don't know, perhaps to feel a bit secure. Because I know you said to me before that we've well, we've had emails from different refugees, like women's refuge, and you always say, like, I can come myself, but if I'm if men are not allowed in there, which is the case sometimes, then we can sort sort a women only team. So I think perhaps you know, with the, with you being in in that refuge, it might have been she might have been even apprehensive with it being a male because you just don't know, do you? You know. So perhaps with with that connection with holding my hand in a female form, she felt secure with you doing her hair.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and a lot of them when I see them young like that, like my my son's thirty four coming up for thirty five now. You know, and I always think, like, my God, you know, it it could be my daughter. And I'd never been to a women's refuge. I hadn't really had any dealings with women's refuge before. That was my first one when I come with you to that one. And I'd never been in anywhere like that. And uh, I'm really lucky with how my life's been that I've had to face anything like that. So to sort of listen to um, their stories, I've never heard that before. You know so it, it's I don't know it's not having a sheltered life, it's just that you you haven't been in that that position to be connected with anything like that before but the other lady who come in because I made some notes today this is my notebook I sat last <laughs> night if, is, if Jackie watches this
0: I knew there'd be a list I just knew there'd be a list
1: I just sat with my thoughts last night before I went to bed uh, just to it's, sort of refresh here's it my notes be asked. Oh, right. <laughs> is it a blank <laughs> here's,
0: here's my preparation alright okay. <laughs>
1: yeah but there was two ladies on that visit yeah and it was the young girl who i held her hand but there was another lady who came in and she i've never seen anything like it and she was shaking she was so um nervous um and i kneeled down so eye level, which I remember from we always used to say in the salon with the consultation, you should sit next to the client, not stand over them. And I introduced myself and asked what her name was. And um, she said, I'm not quite sure. One of the, lady, one of the female volunteers cut her hair. Um, but she said, I'm not quite sure. I'm really, really nervous. Um, I've just come out of a abusive relationship. And I've only been here a couple of weeks. And she was literally physically shaking. She was so nervous. And I've never been that close to somebody like that before to be in that situation, you know. it's It sticks in your mind, I think, you know. Um, you just want to hug them. <laughs> but some of them don't want i think with the more that you go to the projects you tend to pick up on people whether they would welcome that or not you know um but afterwards she had one of the one of the ladies gave her a trim we had some makeup didn't we there that day as yeah. well that was given out who whoever wanted it and I did notice that she went and got some makeup um and she had a, she walked out she didn't have a beaming smile on her face, but I could, you could her face facial expression was so much better than when she came in, you know, and it's always stuck with me every now and again, I'll have a thought, you know, and she'll pop up in my mind again, you know, so hopefully at one point we'll be able to get back to, uh, cause we did have a different women's refuge, didn't we? Right on top of a uh, lockdown, which yeah. we were not able to go to near, near St. James's. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully um, we will get back there at some point. Not hopefully, we will.
0: No, we will. We definitely will. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I think um, you've just reminded me of another one, and I won't say which I won't say which city it was because I'll keep that because of you know because to keep us safe. Yeah. But it was one that we went to, and um, I remember that as well. The fact that this is this is, I think, where. Um, you do some stuff that I couldn't do um, because it was actually where we were was a very manic session. We had a lot of people in a small space of like a small space um, and you was, you was at a table near like keeping an eye and doing the list, everything that you do so Mm. well. And then I I did see this lady come in and she sort of sat next to you and was just watching Mm. and, because it was right near where I was working, I could hear her a little bit. And you, you turned to her and said, do you, "You know, do you want your haircut?" And she said, oh, "I don't know. I've not had it cut for a long time." Um, and this wasn't a refuge; this was a um, a homeless stay center. Yeah. And this lady just—you gradually made her feel at ease. She gradually opened up to you, and from someone who didn't even really want to see or speak to someone was almost like once she started, it just all came out and mm. she had had a haircut because a partner wouldn't let her get a haircut. He can even get total control of all the money. Mm. He, he, um, so she couldn't get hair cut. She couldn't have the heating on. She couldn't have anything. He, he, he obviously like, I think he had, you know, he was obviously drinking and all that. So, mm. and he got to the point where she literally was so under his spell that, um, she, he would, he didn't drive, so he would give her money, and he knew what change would be coming back, and he would send her to get buy him more drink, and she'd come back, and it was the point where she told us that she, he, 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 he'd hit her and everything, and he, he, she, she had a cigarette, and he poured petrol all over her, right. and she then said like. She knew at that point she was so scared that this this it was going to because she had this cigarette um, and she she wanted to go and wash it off he wouldn 't let her go and shower and she just and she eventually fell asleep, and she said at that point was the point where she knew if she didn 't get out he would kill her she, mm. He knew that she knew this was sort of her last chance mm. and that, that, that she then just got what she could together, got to the nearest station, went to this other city. And just just went to the homeless centre, and you know, to to take her in, and, and they were at the point of, um, they were going to get her relocated in in one of these refuges, yeah. you know. So, I mean, what you did for her, if you hadn't have, if you hadn't have been there. I wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had the time because we were busy cutting everyone's hair we wouldn't have had the time to do that and she wouldn't have then got a haircut I mean can you remember what she was like after she'd had a haircut
1: oh, it was a transformation I can remember before she had a haircut her hands were shaking she had a cup of tea and the, the, the mug was shaking and so was her hands you know like she was still so traumatised by all what she'd been through but her actual haircut, it was such um, a transformation that she just changed. She just changed. So, you know, you, you knew that it gave her that lift that she needed because she still had a lot of challenges with, with being um, relocated and all of that type of thing. She's going to have a lot of things that she needs to deal with, with um, living in a different place, etc. But that certainly gave her that, that initial lift, and she just was transformed.
0: How? Um, I know what it did to me. I mean, so, you know, people know, you know, what a big part of our life it's becoming. So hmm. how was it for you this early this year when they first, you know, when we when we first had to club down to It was just, it
1: was just, So disappointing and it was worrying as well because the actual lockdown, like the first lockdown, you didn't know what was going on. So, you know, it was what it what is outside that's gonna possibly kill me if that makes sense, because like nobody knew, did they? And you know, and it had just started to take off with, with the projects, we've got a lot more new projects in the pipeline, haven't we, booked in, all of that type of thing. And it just stopped. And it wasn't just the haircuts for homeless, like my husband and my son are in hospitality, you know, and it was a very worrying time because they just appeared home and the hotel was shut. Lucky enough, it had changed in that last couple of days that they was um, furloughed which took the pressure off of both of them um, but then you had to get used to all being at home at the same time and <laughs> um, so that, that, that was difficult, you know. And then you were thinking of, I kept thinking of all the homeless people until like, it was announced that a lot, a majority, I don't know whether it was a majority of them, but it was, it was a high percentage was rehomed at the time in hotels and hostels and all of that type of thing. Um, but I kept thinking, how are they going to survive on the streets? Because, like, London, for an example, it's so busy. And when you see, like, on, on the news that the London streets were just, there's nobody there. So you're thinking, you know, like a lot of the homeless people, with, with, uh, they get given um, food and drink by different people. They can get money as well. And how are they going to survive and how are they going to defend themselves with this invisible virus? We're all right because we're at home. Like, you've got your furlough, a lot of, majority of people had the furlough, thank goodness, but like, the people on the streets, what did they have? You know, because a lot of the helpers and the volunteers, they, they wasn't there at the beginning, apart from Whitechapel. <laughs>
0: yeah. We've got, a, we've got, a do you we've know, I
1: mentioned Whitechapel, yeah.
0: I mentioned Whitechapel, the, yeah. the fact that Sue and her team and her husband and everyone there and Lovely, Sonia. Like you know, it, it, it's an amazing thing. Um, what was your first? What was your first impression of Whitechapel when you came?
1: My first impression was um, it was very busy, and I felt um, apprehensive because I'd never been there before. Um, and but quickly, I felt safe. I didn't know what I was expecting to be honest on my first visit, um, and the thing that's always stuck in my mind as well. There's so many, but this is one of them. Is um, I was given the list of their uh, to do at the beginning, and I was asking their names, and I kept being called Miss. <laughs> <laughs> they say, "Excuse me, Miss." that's are always very polite. I can't. There's not one occasion where I felt anything other than fine with them, you know, and you get to know their faces now as well when you go more more than once. Um, but, yeah, they kept calling me, excuse me, miss, um, when's my turn <laughs> and all of this? But then you explained to me after that it probably come from a lot, a lot of them have been in prison and that is how they have to be with the Waldens, I suppose, so that's it's sort of instilled in them that they have to They sort of call me Miss, which I find uh, is very strange even now, I feel like a teacher. <laughs> but a fantastic place. A fa- it's so yeah. organised, you know, the volunteers who, who work in there, um, Sue who runs it with her husband, it's it's such a great place. It's, it's, it's refreshing to go in there. To see how it, it all works like clockwork, you know, and they're so caring; it comes across with the homeless people, you know.
0: I mean, we up until obviously earlier this year, um, pretty quickly after uh, the salon went, that the, the more you got involved, you 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 went from behind the scenes to to coming with me. Yeah, uh, we we. We pretty much travelled around the UK, um, and then we went to uh, Ireland. Well, <laughs> I love Dublin. I love I, the people. I, I love Brother Kevin. What was your Tell, tell us about Dublin.
1: I've um, never been to Dublin before, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. What a lovely place. Um, it's it's. I've got a little place in my heart for Dublin. And the Dublin Haircuts for Homeless team are are great. And I must say, if any of them listen to the podcast, that uh, during lockdown, we've got a WhatsApp group for Dublin. And they've they've made me laugh. They've made me laugh um, so much with the refreshing things that they put on there to their funny videos. Um, But meeting brother Kevin was very humbling. Um, he's he's a lovely man, and so I don't know. Um, you just feel at ease with him straight away, you know. And that first visit to the centre, um, the Capuchin Day Centre, I never forget it because um, where the haircuts are. Takes place. He's up on the second, like the second floor, um, and one of the volunteers uh, called me over halfway through um, to look out the window. And when I looked out the window, there's all these young families, uh, women with their babies in pushchairs, um, all queued up along the pavement—a really long, long queue. And he said to me, "These are waiting." For baby supplies, as in nappies, baby food, etc., I just couldn't believe it. But, you know, that's the situation. It's it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking to see. You know, you moan about your own problems and your own worries and all of this stuff, and some of it is so. Um, Silly when you think about it, when you see that they've had to queue up. Now, because like baby nappies and baby wipes, they're not that expensive, you know. So how, you know, it, it's, it shouldn't be, it should, it's not right. It shouldn't, they shouldn't have to be queuing up for that. That something's wrong somewhere that they have to do that. What the answer is, I, I really don't know, but it, you know, is 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 it shouldn't be. In this day and age, it was like going back to like victor. It reminded me of Victorian times. Yeah, you know? and we're in the, like the twentieth century.
0: Yeah,
1: how how is that even? I don't know. It's it's hard to see. I think. If you if you need to see, I think I did take a picture of it from a distance, mm. you know, and uh, I think you need to actually physically see that for it to affect yeah. you because it's all you see so much on social media, on television, all of that stuff, but it doesn't really click home hundred percent. But something like that certainly does. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's um. It, it, it seems hard to imagine now because we were flying around the country everywhere, like Dublin, but all of the UK, and uh, we we went to so many places and met so many amazing people, and it, it, it sort of just did stop. Um, but we just started to get again. Well, I mean, I think yesterday we were supposed to be in Leeds, weren't we, yesterday? And funny enough, November this month, we we were solid, weren't we? It we were really yeah. getting back.
1: we have been yeah.
0: Ashford today, yeah, like oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. yeah. Where was it tomorrow?
1: Uh, Holborn. Oh, was it uh, Holborn? Oh, the new, the new one, yeah. the new
0: one in Holborn. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. I, I know We had a lot, didn't we, this mm. month coming up? But uh, they'll, they'll be there. We'll, we'll get there after.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's just, a, it's just a little, uh, a, just a little blip. You know, it's all there ready, and we've got so many more different new projects. You know that we can. We you just you just got to deal with it. You know it's a necessity. Um, so we just you know as soon as we're allowed to uh, start again, um, we just get on and, and start. You know we know we know how it is. Might be a little bit easier this time because uh, when we was first allowed out of the first lockdown, we had all the PP, PPE to deal with. All the different... uh
0: Stuart's in the background looking for the is, door. Is he
1: looking for the door? I mean, is it, did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. That's not nice oh, enough that's... being nosy. He's just come back from his nens. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just <it's> made my day. You feel bad now.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to... Oh. You people, are, you don't know how much I'm going to cane him over that one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really have him on that when I see him. But what's really, <laughs> what's funny though, okay. um, you, we're talking about that and the place and everything, and, and and that we we do get we we get many many inquiries, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I remember, I'm i will going back to you know when that we said on that that you know, two years ago today the. The advert came yeah. out, didn't it? Yeah. Now, you know, you, you was dealing with a lot of the stuff at that point. Uh, what happened? What happened after? I mean, it was a great process. The, the lottery chose us. They was thinking about it, and then they 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 picked us for that advert, and and they really went into it. Um, they made a fantastic uh, um, advert there, and it, they 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 spent a lot of time and effort making it and then we um uh all, like when it went out that night from that moment on <laughs> what were, what was the effects of of our on our emails after that
1: <laughs> it just went overnight there was just and that's is this is not exaggerating there must have been hundreds yeah hundreds of emails um at, at that point and I apologise now that a lot of them at the beginning, we just couldn't answer them all, could we? Because no. at the time we had to shut up the salon, which took a long time, a good yeah. few weeks. So we had to sort of prioritise with what time we had, what we needed to do. Um, but I gradually got through them all. Yeah. To at least have an answer, you know, apologise that it was so long. Uh, with with answering the things, but yeah, overnight we had just so many inquiries. Um, yeah, it sort of made. I think in one way, the lottery advert really put us on a different level with the charity you know, and uh, even now people remember, I've seen you on the telly. You yeah. know, some of the companions, don't we, that yeah. we go to see, <laughs> you know, perhaps it might be a new project and they go, I know him, he was on the telly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah.
0: I think what was lucky that, um, I mean, you know, we've got to be ever so grateful to the National Lottery for, for choosing yeah. us for that. And, and, you know, that. I believe they've, um They've they've supported five hundred thousand projects since they started. Yeah. I think I remember them saying that. So of all those projects, to, for us little tiny little charities to get to get recognised mm-hmm. to to go on that advert was was really fortunate. Um, and what it did, it was really it was really sweet and sour because it came at a time when we couldn't really capitalise. No, it, it, it you know we were we our world had fallen apart. Yeah. We had, then we had this massive influx of stuff. We didn't know we were, what what on earth we were doing, um, uh, uh, but lucky enough, they redone it the following spring.
1: They did, yeah. Uh,
0: and it sort of had another burst of life, and it went it out again. Yeah. And that really then we was in a position we'd we'd sort of you know go rolled our sleeves back up, and we was ready for it. And we managed a lot better the second time they they ran that advert, weren't we?
1: Yeah, we were we was more organised by that time. So we, yeah. we was ready for all the uh, numerous emails. It was. And it was refreshing as well because, you know, like you, you sort of said to me more than once it was a shame that it was released at the time because of all what was going on in the background yeah. on a different level. So you couldn't sort of like um, make the most of, of it being released where that second time you had a second chance at it for yeah. – benefit
0: of the charity yeah yeah and then uh i think if i remember right at the first time it came out in it, it, you know two years ago today it um it, at that point we were I mean, we weren't a registered charity we're still a community no, group. No. yeah so it was after so by the time it re, they released the advert and had another run of it in about the spring, we were then applying, and uh, well, we, you we were doing a lot of work to get to charity. Um, mm-hmm. That was great news when it when that came through. Oh,
1: yeah, because it it's a bit like this might sound funny, but you know, like when you learn to ride a bike, once you've once you've once you can do it, it's with you for life. Yeah. Same as when you pass your test. So when you done, it was a lot of work applying for the charity, but once it was agreed and you got your charity number, that's it, you know? Yeah. It's with, with you for all the time that the charity is running. So you haven't got to repeat it, have you?
0: No, no. So I
1: think it's it's, it's a, a definitely a, a, a positive thing, um, and you know that you've done all the work, but then you haven't got to do it again.
0: No. No no that's it it's 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 one of those things that was yeah it was it was, just, it was tough, but we got there and once we got there, it was so rewarding because then what happens is with a small with, with a community group like ours that, that when, as soon as you become a charity and you've got charitable status mm. um uh, it opens up a whole new world um, mm. We were lucky enough then that um uh, the lovely Sophia Hilton and the day of recording... By the way, happy birthday, Sophia. She really helped me, (laughs) and she she introduced me to um, to Monica at L'Oreal, and um, we we then went through it all, Um, and they they become our sponsor but they can only you know big companies or corporations they can only really sponsor you if you, if you are a registered charity
1: charity yeah you
0: know and, and uh, we've also now got who we were speaking to yesterday is an ot uh, the american software company and um it, it's it, you can't carry on you can't expand you can't you you, you can't survive without you know the help of so uh, you know our three big ones are national lorry community fund um l'oreal uh it's an ot uh and, and we've got room for more you know like and what's been nice is that people like l'oreal who you would think say uh would, would say like you know we're we you know you're our charity have uh, yeah. even actively said you know uh like you need to look for other people so you know, there's the availability for other people in the industry, other big big um, industry brands. You know, we we can do that because it's like everyone helping us to help everyone yeah. out there. Yeah, um, it, it's been great, hasn't it?
1: It has. It, it has really been great, and it's great when you uh, meet new um, volunteers as well because they are apprehensive; they don't know what to expect. Same as when I went on the first visit the first project as well you know you're just not quite sure but it's so refreshing when they just start to cut the hair and then you hear them chatting as if they would to a client in their salon and then when we we always go for coffee don't we after that you really look forward to in the coffee and the cake I must <laughs> um, especially uh, the cake yeah especially the cake um but to listen to the new volunteers and then saying how much they've enjoyed some of them it's not that it's not for them which no. is understandable it's not for everybody um but the ones that you can really tell you know that they're going to be coming again and they're so full of enthusiasm you know and they've so thoroughly enjoyed it you know and you think well that's come from probably an initial email in, as an inquiry you know and thanks to L'Oreal because it was a lot of work beforehand um, to find out about the different volunteers whether they wanted to um, actually come to one of the projects etc but now that with L'Oreal with the little mini videos there's been such a big help um, with um, the emails that I can just ping over the, li- the link you know if they want to become a volunteer and then you know that if you do get an answer back then they do they do really want to do it you know and it is for them you know even perhaps even just seeing the uh, video i think oh no i don't think that's quite for me because it takes a lot of organization you rely on the volunteers you know i know at the beginning it was just me and you you was cutting the hair wasn't you at the beginning of after the lockdown because we wanted to see how it would work with the ppe etc and to make sure everybody was in a safe environment um so – but you do need more volunteers and you have – it It takes coordination because you can't get to a project where there might be 20 or 30 haircuts and it's just you. No. They've let you down, you know. You've really got to get that rapport going with the, the volunteers to make sure, you know, that they do come to the projects.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where – I mean, uh, that's, that's when uh, – I mean – Monica and Lucy came and done the door at Whitechapel, so you know they they, you know they got my utmost respect for that, and they came along and they've been such a help. And then when they, uh, I think Lucy suggested the, the volunteers at uh, the videos at some point. Hmm. When it's funny that day when we done the filming. <laughs>
1: I had a really comfortable sofa we had nice coffee and Danish pastries on a table and then there was you (laughs) in the middle on a hard chair and you was at your comfort zone
0: I was on the stool, let's have a look at my we are all humans here. There you go. That's so cool. sorry, that's a little shout out to Humanitas Charity. They they do wonderful work. They sent me a t shirt. Thank you very much. Um, now I was sat on a I was sat on a a stool and uh, the the video guys were great, weren't they? But they sort of I think so you can see, see the light in my glasses. They was trying to stop that. So I had to sit a certain way and a certain and then I had to rem- Read off this script, and I'm terrible. I'm act- I can talk like this, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. And it was when it awful? And, then, <laughs> and we saw. I just it wanted
1: in. to. I just wanted to <laughs> take you out of the scenario because I knew you was really. In inside, really
0: suffering. Oh, I hated it. I hated it so much. I was grateful. Don't you know? I was really grateful for it, but it weren't my thing. Um, it but they've done a great job because they, they then like, they, they took me out a lot of it and put Jack's pictures in, and then yeah. it all come together. Yeah. But now it's great because we've got the videos where, and then you know, a lot of back and forth questions are answered by you mm-hmm. just saying, say, "Look, Isling, watch this yeah. video. Would you want to be a yeah. volunteer?" Yeah. If you're thinking of being a team leader and opening a project, if you're a um, if you're a sensor, because yeah. you get a lot of, centre. they come to us now, don't they? They do, they do.
1: Know. Yeah, but with that little video, it gives them um, a bit of an insight of what's expected of them because we yeah. de- we have had the odd odd one that's not really been geared up for what needed to yeah. be done with, with us being there so and our times of an essence so we can't re- we've really got to be going to the places that are really going to benefit from it
0: yeah so yeah I mean believe it or not that like, you know we've we've been chatting for nearly an hour and I know we're, once we, we, start, we can
1: always we can, chat uh, we can chat for the best yeah. of them, can't we that's all uh, them long journeys on the train
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you always get your list out and make me work okay. but, Um, So, I mean, I'm optimistic. How do you see the future of Haircuts for Homeless?
1: I'm optimistic too. I think, you know, once we get all this pandemic over and over, it's got to finish in the ultimate end. I think it'll be forwards and upwards, you know, because there's just so, so need for Haircuts for Homeless all over England, Ireland, you know, so I think it just progress, you know, because we've got so many volunteers behind us, yeah. you know, um, and I think, yeah, the only way is definitely going to be forward and upwards. Yeah. And I look forward on to being that, a part of it. On
0: that, on that note, <laughs> um, thank you for everything you do. Uh, you've been with me. You've been through a lot with me. Uh and uh, you said you don't appreciate praise, but um, I couldn't do it without you.
1: Couldn't do it so. without you either.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realized, it helped me. I have met some. Absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.